Hey everybody, welcome back to the Odd Church Podcast, episode 10. We're now officially recording video of each podcast in our new thrift shop furnished video set, which you'll get to see if you're tuning in on YouTube. If you need to find us there, search Mission Church Tucson and look for the red and blue M. This week we're pairing up with the Faith Over Breakfast podcast and hosting special guest Propaganda to talk about his new book and album release, Terraform, in which he invites the reader and listener to awaken hope and imagine what terraforming our shared world could look like. We talk about the gospel's call on believers to bring the kingdom of God to earth and how that invites us into a unique way of living that doesn't allow us to remain safely in our most comfortable narrative, but challenges us to radical love and even sacrificial vulnerability. We're also introducing a new segment called What's in the Duck? where a small item is placed inside of our porcelain duck candy dish, and with only one clue, you must guess what's in the duck, which is revealed at the end of the episode. Thanks for joining, and here's episode 10 of the Odd Church Podcast. All right, well, let's get some uh, in-house stuff going so we can revisit this at the end. We're doing a thing called What's in the Duck. Uh, We just decided we're going to make... A little sting for it so we can have an audio and maybe a little video thing that pops up. What's in the duck? duck? This is what happens. We're asking you as the listener, what's in the duck? What's in the duck? We're asking each other, what's in the duck? We're making some guesses and we're going to see who is right. I want to ask a quick quick question of our guest. If you had to rename this, we've, John came up with what's the squallard and the mallard or something like that. If you Mm. had to name (laughs) this just off the top of your head, propaganda, what would you name it? Man, what's in the duck? Squallard and the mallard. Um, man, off the top of my, I mean, what's in the duck's pretty good, but I would say what the duck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what in the duck? Like, yeah. what in the duck? What in oh the God. duck? <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, here, here's the clue. Um, it helps you hear, but makes no noise. Oh, helps you hear, but makes no noise. So hmm. kind of cle- abstract. A clever toy for girls and boys. Are you going to rhyme it now? But oh, crap. He's just trying to show off <laughs> in front of the professional. You don't want to... Uh, sorry, sorry. Anyways, I'll stop. I'll stop right now. So real quick, it helps you hear, but makes no noise. John, what do you think? If you had to take a guess, something that could fit inside of a small porcelain duck. Helps you hear, but makes no noise. Headphones. Okay. Hmm. Empathy. Ooh. All right. Duck is full of it. Full of empathy. A small stethoscope. Oh, okay. Okay. You want to take a guess, Prop? Uh, yeah, I was going to say noise-canceling headphones. Okay, all right. Okay. okay. Cool. We'll revisit. Uh, that being said, I had an interesting... <laughs> I, we, we were talking earlier, you know, you're doing all these interviews. You're probably mm-hmm. getting a lot of the same questions. Uh, yeah. What is a question that nobody's asking you yet that you wish they would? That I wish they would. Mm. Um, maybe the idea of, like, does your... Does your spouse like it? Does you like? Is she uh, into this? Or how many of these ideas are actually hers? Ah, uh, right. that's, yeah. that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we just asked you that question. Yeah. How oh. many of these <laughs> ideas? Wait. How I many get to just give you? Hold up now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just giving questions away. Not just giving that's them away here. Man, got you guys got to work with them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like all of my work, pretty much all of it is her idea. There you wow. go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, or, 
or uh, something we've discussed together. I, my wife's the actual academic. I'm the creative that's mm. interested in academics. Mm. So I hear what she's saying in the um, academic language of it, but I'm like, that's not digestible, nor do I really understand what you're saying. Right. So <laughs> a lot of it gets put through my own grid. And then sometimes like, I'll have an idea for myself and I'll sell her it in the most flowering, you know, artistic way of it being said. And then she goes, oh, yeah, there's a term for that. It's blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. Oh. So you're a translator. Okay. You're, you're translating translator. academic to artistic. Yeah, I'm translating, you know, theological to street. I'm translating yeah. street mm. to politi political, you know. Yeah, translating. Yeah. Well, probably wanted to uh, kind of ask a couple. I, I wanted to ask at least one question about the music because, you know, okay. at this point, your platform, you're, you know, known as an author. Many know you as a podcast guy. But um, I'd say a lot of people also know you just from like your work in Humble Beast. Both Andy and I have been uh, we've, we've mm -hmm. been in love with Christian hip hop for well over a decade. And so we're familiar with not just like your early Humble Beast days, but your art ambidextrous, mm -hmm. your tunnel rats, you know, working yeah. with just yeah. all of the legendary crews from back in the day. Yep. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious, like if there was maybe an artist during your musical career that you had the opportunity or maybe never had the opportunity to work or collaborate with like who would that who would that have been in the christian world or just in um, Any, i mean anywhere, we can go all over yeah. yeah i mean yeah there's like the dead ones so like i wish i could have worked with jay dilla at some point mm. right um yeah um i diggable planets i think uh, uh would have been super rad to make something yeah. um i'm still trying to figure out uh the like the johnny swim thing um which is always frustrating because like we have the same manager and like uh. it was like 10 minutes from me and I'm like <laughs> they were on like the last three records we were slated to do music together and it just didn't happen you know dang, so okay. I'm like there's the part of me that's like god dang it man come on you know I have this like uncanny ability of like catching people right before they become megastars mm. and uh, <laughs> it's it's a gift man um and that was it like we were gonna work on a song they had the sessions and everything and then the next thing i know they're on the cover of vogue oh, man. so i'm like well guess not. you know <laughs> that's that you know what i'm saying prop i didn't i didn't realize how into sufyan you were until recently um oh yeah man i i've I started kind of imagining a Sufjan prop album. Ooh. Like, what what would that look like? <laughs> Be real ethereal. Dude. Yeah, actually, okay, if we're going there, then like, yeah, dude, like, we need an Incubus record. I need a oh. Sufian, Sufian, Sufian record. Yeah. Okay. Man, that would be incredible. I need a Death Cab for Cutie album. <laughs> like, if we're going there, that's where we going, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah bro. All right. I like that. Um, prop, I was just going to throw out there too, like another, another thing that, I mean, I, as soon as I opened up your book, one of the things that hit me was just DJ Effecto. And, yeah. um, I, I know you wouldn't, I, I've, I've never met you. I'm good friends with Pike. Um, which, yeah, man. so, uh, I almost, there was like a meal you were having with some of those dudes in Tucson that I just couldn't mm -hmm. quite make. So I, we, we just uh, missed getting to shake hands back in the day. But, yeah. um, interestingly, Somehow, Effecto and I had connected because 
we were I used to own a wood shop and we were gonna make okay. um, we were gonna make him this big cutting board and then it turned into he wanted a prep table and then it turned into we were gonna do uh, a humble bistro video in my wood shop mm-hmm. like with him cooking oh, so inside bad. the shop and then one day like I texted him and I didn't hear back and I thought that's weird yeah. that's different and yeah. and he he died man and you were very nice. much like on my mind for for months because I, I in my early 20s I lost my best friend in a car accident and uh-huh. not a lot of people have lost somebody that like really close close to you yeah. in your younger years as well and so I just wanted to say like as I saw his name at the beginning of the book I realized man just as you as you work and you build and you pursue this stuff um, I assume that that he's in your heart and just like and man. probably a lot of other folks as well so just wanted to put out there that I felt you on that and um I appreciate man, I, that, man. Yeah. How has he left a legacy in your work here? He's the most gentle, loving, freakishly talented, you know, got on my nerves because we were really <laughs> friends, you know. Right. Um, there just, there's so much about him that like, even at his, when we were putting together like his, fundraising show and just different things people were coming out of the woodworks about his kindness Mm, and projects he had happening and i'm like i saw this fool every day yeah like when one one lady was like he would drop off my son to school every morning because you know he was getting bullied and he needed he needed a ride so he would take him to school every day and i'm like when like, yeah. <laughs> are you serious? He did this? You know, uh, our boy Daniel Steele, when Daniel Steele got surgery, like, he was like, yeah, he flew to um, Jersey to, like, help, like, help mm-hmm. nurse him to help, help, like, showering him and, like, like, literally, like, showering him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. when did you do this? Like, I thought I was with you uh, the whole time, you know, so just this <laughs> idea of, like, his kindness wasn't on display. It yeah. wasn't for everybody. It was because this is who he was. Mm. I know he was teaching my daughter how to use a DSLR camera. I yeah. know he was, you know, he taught the other one how to read. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I knew he was doing this in our house, but I was like, well, that's because I see you every day. Like, you're right. my best friend, you know? But you I'm didn't like, realize this was, he was, there was community just building around this guy. He was- yes. He was it's just him serving people all over the place, man. Yeah, yeah, incredible, man. Well, man, I'm. I, I know it's been a while, but I'm just continue to be sorry for your loss, man. It's been 15 years for me Thank with you, my buddy. friend, and it keeps coming back. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted yeah, to express that. And uh, so now, now tell us about the book. I mean, we've got we've got this book in front of us. I uh, I just got done with it. I got, we got an early copy or two, and so. It's uh, but yeah, terraform, uh, building a better world. Can you just cast the vision for this thing? Like, what are you hoping? Um, you know, what do you, what, why, why, why do you want people to read it? And what are you, uh, what are you hoping the impact of this book is? Yeah. So the book is a collection of poetry and short form essays. Hmm. You know, all around this concept of terraforming, which is uh, or terraform, which is just the process of like science fiction nerdery. You find a distant planet in the process of making that planet livable uh, to support 
in human life is called terraforming. Yeah. And um, so the idea I had was like as a, as a creative springboard was, well, if I'm looking around Earth, it's becoming less and less livable, you mm-hmm. know, uh, whether it's the actual terrain or it's the way that we treat each other, our, our socio-cultural, you know, um, interactions, our communities, our neighborhoods, and then our homes and really ourselves, like um, our inner life. Uh, I've just it's just finding that like man it's kind of not working guys you know mm-hmm. so what if we thought about terraforming our own space and I just wanted to you know I don't have any answers in this like it's not my my book's not a bible you know right uh it's not it's 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 a creative process where I'm really just yeah. trying to challenge you to just can you still dream? Can you still mm. imagine? You know, mm. uh, because where we are now was just imagined. Yeah. You know, somebody made it up. You know, so let's make up something better. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's a really important uh, concept for for us all to be digging into. I, I mean, as a ministry at at, at Mission Church, uh, mm. one of the things we're really pushing into and really and really trying to embody as a congregation is really just non-homogeneity. We don't want everybody here to be the yeah. same. We have a diversity of ideologies. And um, man, it, it was rough. Even last year, we went through this series called Political Discipleship, where we talked with each Jeez. other about how po- how politics can just absolutely tear us apart in ways that are really non-essential. And that doesn't have to be uh, that way. Yeah. And we're, when yeah. we're really trying, we're right now, we're really pushing into casting the vision of like, of different ideologies united by the gospel yeah. united by god yeah man and it's like it's like a lot of us in our heads are like that's not even possible right yeah we just got you know what i'm saying yeah like give yeah. up on that because it's not gonna happen right it's not gonna happen you can't like there's there will ever never be and i'm like why like when did when did when did why why not mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. how we how we got here now was just made up so mm-hmm. Yeah. Why can't we make up something else? We're living out of stories we told, right? And, and well, I caught we that. We already are. Yeah. Yeah. We already are living out the stories we told. And I caught that in your book. Like, let's let's examine that and look at the look at your own story, mm-hmm. the story you're telling. And then, wh- why can't you tell a different one? Why can't you? Yeah. Why can't you go back and reexamine this? You you did uh, early in the book. You you had this little call out where, and I, I assume the book is written to a general audience, but you made this little call out to your faith based audience, and you kind of said, hey. Yeah. Um, you know, don't don't just stop and say, "Look, the problem is sin. We need Jesus." Um, you know, our prophets yeah, had more imagination than that, and so on. Yeah. And um, and I think that you know those kind of statements worry people because they go, "Oh, you're not into you don't believe in sin or Jesus, maybe." Or, but I know that's not what yeah. you're saying. So what uh, yeah. what I wanted you to unpack is uh, kind of how have you seen that mindset get in the way of what you're proposing here? Like, what what's the problem of that truncated mindset? Yeah. Um, it's again, it lacks imagination because yeah. my question is, has that, where, how, how has that played out? Mm-hmm. But just stopping there. Yeah. And I'm like, did, did Jesus stop there? Like, was mm-hmm. that, was that it? That'd be a short, be a short scripture, I guess, huh? I guess we wouldn't need the Exodus narrative. Right. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't need any of the law. You wouldn't need the prophet. It's a short Bible. Yeah. And I'm like, your own, your own holy text don't, isn't that simple. Yeah. Your own text is complicated, you know? So I think that like when you 
pull back and just again have have a little bit of self awareness, have a little bit of space between, you know, um, here's here's a good example of that. Like Peter Barger, which is where I got some of the like sociological concepts is from this book called The Sacred Canopy. He gives this example of this like if you were to, if you were to talk to a tropical fish, if you could talk like, you know, would you ask, if you were to ask him like, what do you think of like the cold waters of the deep hmm. and the fish's answer would probably be probably be what's water mm-hmm. because you don't know you're in it right you know what i'm saying so i think that like getting especially among us with like western evangelical american christians like forgetting that like okay we're 11 percent of the body of christ mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what i'm saying like yep. that's a like 11 percent we're that's very, we are very little. So even our issues, the church don't even have them. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's, yeah. that's, yep. that's a us problem, you know? But since you in it, you feel like, oh my God, all the world is talking. Like, oh, oh man, critical race theory. What is this? And I'm like, okay, ask the church in, in Calcutta. Right. Hmm. Yeah. If they talking about critical race theory. Right. No. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. what do you, they're like, what are you talking? What, what, what do you mean? You know, so I think that like our, our, we have a way of like seeing our world as the whole world. So, yeah. and that's for me is like the way I'm trying to say that is like, that's a lack of imagination. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And we don't, and yeah. we don't, uh, it, it gives us kind of an inability to understand that. Um, mm-hmm. perspective really shapes the way that yeah. you understand things. And even, I mean, we've got our, we've got our cultural and our national kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. We don't realize we're swimming in, but then we also got these little like reefs that we exist in, right? Or we yeah. got these little, yes, that's good. We got these like little, that. like, I like we got these subsets where we have different ideas and we uh, don't realize that's just in a different assumed idea that I have. And I, I don't understand the dialect yeah. speaking over here in this reef because I don't know those words and, yeah. and that just seems dangerous. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I grew up in this reef and this reef makes total sense to me. And then, and that's where the whole zooming out, you talked about the view of the earth from above, right? Like when you, yeah. when you fly yep. out into outer space and you look down and you go, Oh, look, there are no borders actually, it turns out. And then the, all the cities just turn into kind of a general glow like that, that sort of helps. It's like, we need mm-hmm. moments, prophetic moments where people go, no, 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 look, you know, I don't know. It's like a Finding Nemo yeah. moment here. There's a big ocean, but it's uh, it's it, you got to consider, and God's even way outside of all that. We don't even understand His perspective sure. on all this. Yeah. Well, what is yeah? yeah a lot of these Facts. issues seem to start with the things we're afraid of, um, the ones that we hold on to mm-hmm. the tightest are are the fears that we have. Like, what if mm-hmm. that means this destroys? us or what if that means this destroys this person they just don't realize they're doing that i gotta i gotta tell them so they can change their mind so they can do the right Mm -hmm. thing that's acceptable in the eyes of the lord which is completely antithetical to the gospel because it's not based on our actions or it's based completely on grace and so we i think a lot of times people they think uh this i'm doing the right thing this is what needs to be done but what ends up happening is uh they're trying mm-hmm. to validate either themselves or try to help someone else make the, the right decision without considering the huge picture mm-hmm. of sin that the Bible paints for us, which, which also gives us the huge picture of yeah. grace that, and love that God has for us. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's a bummer. Like, yes, we think of nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. Yeah. We, we think of the Western <laughs> civilization and Western culture as having this like very bubbled kind of like. Uh, contained and isolated viewpoint, but I mean, we live in a city of a million people. It's hard for a lot of us just to see what exists outside of our city. I mean, LA's got to be like that. Yeah. You guys are, you know, ten times oh bigger than our city yeah. is. So yeah, it's like, yeah. how do you break someone the, out of a Western yeah, worldview ch- when you can't even break them out of their own their own neighborhood, their own their own their own square mile they live in? Facts. I have a question. Just yeah, you are all over in the sense of where you've got your feet in different cultures, and especially when it comes to the church. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what? Uh, like yeah. what gives you hope as you look at this? Because I think in some ways, when you talk about imagination, we've offloaded that to, you know, almost to the consumerist. You imagine for us, and we'll just sort of, you know, yeah, take it. Like what's hopeful when you look at the broad mm-hmm. picture of the church? Hmm. Um, hopeful for me is the kids, man. Uh, it's like they just, they, I think they saw through a lot of our BS, man. You know, like any generation does. You look back, you reflect back at the elders and you like, okay, best practices. There's a few best practices up there, but then there's some of this that you like, man, y'all tripping, man. Don't, why, like, why, why are you like this? You know what I'm saying? So I think for us, it's like, like I say, like the difference between an OG and an old head, you know what I'm saying? Like being an OG is like, I'm willing to invest in these young homies. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to listen to them. I want to I want to pass down some game, pass down some wisdom. Being an old head is like, you young people are weird. <laughs> yeah. You don't know the, they don't know their Bibles anymore. It's like, all right, bro. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like they see Jesus in the margins. They see him in different places. They don't see him in the ivory tower you built. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a product of decadence. We're a product of like of a of a economic boom of the '90s. That's why there's such thing as a suburb. You know what I'm saying? Like that's we're a product of bigger things that we're not giving ourselves. We're being honest about. They're a product of the collapse of that. You know what I'm saying? Of 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 these systems that we took for granted. Um, they're a product of all that collapsing. So they're like, oh no, we see through it. You know what I mean? So to me, I'm like, we should be humbling ourselves and like playing our role Mm -hmm. as like sages. But besides that, be like, all right, nah, you got the vigor. You got, you got the juice here. Look, tap in when you need it. You know what I'm saying? But that there, they, for me, like, that's, that's where I see hope. That's where I see creativity. Right. Not, not, and not just kind of creating carbon copy leaders of the future, but, but listening. Um, yeah, they need to be like, these are, you know, I like to say, man, y'all are T3s, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're the you're the liquid uh, Terminators, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm the old guy that's still like, you know, I'm, I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger version, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes we've, we've talked a little bit about that in our circles that, and I've even been challenged on this, like, do I trust God with that? Like, do I trust God good. with the T3 getting the you know, getting the reins. But I I remember, you know, I'm 38. So just a little while ago, I was like, I've got ideas. You got to let me do this. And, and feeling like people were going on, no, 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 you're not ready yet. You got, and, uh, and there's something to, to like allowing those, that younger generation to see through some of the, the junk, um, and also letting them fail and grow and, 
I don't know. We, some For somewhere sure. in there, we gotta we gotta let it happen. Because I would assume you bumped into those. Um, you probably bumped into a whole lot totally. of roadblocks, right? Like, what was that like for you? Oh, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah, <laughs> that that attitude of the, of the old dudes that are like, hey, man, you know, you just got to keep on living. You know right. what I'm saying? And that, like, that uh, patience with me to let me, like you said, let me fall, let me, like, take my lumps, let me, let, let me make my mistakes, um, you know, kind of grew that humility that I feel like, I've learned to carry now. Right. Um, and that's my hope for the kids too, where it's like I have that sort of patience that people that allowed me to make my lumps, like I'm actually learning a lot of that with my daughter right now, hmm. um, where, you know, she's a teenager. And yeah. How old is like she? An alien. Uh, she's <sighs> about to turn 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's got her own sort of like issues and personality and stuff like that. And like, me and my wife, like, we're a tug of war in the sense that I'm the, like, the figure it out parent. Yeah. You don't need help. You're fine. You can do this. You just taught yourself how to use After Effects. You can figure <laughs> out how to wash these dishes. <laughs> right. You know what two o'clock means. Like, you don't need me to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. whereas my wife is one that goes... Would you like me to set you an alarm here? I can make you breakfast so that you'll be ready for when school starts. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like, stop helping her. You know, <laughs> um, you know. But the the backlash of that is like, she's whenever she has a problem or a need or some emotional support, she go to her mama. She crawling. She want to watch. She want to watch a Netflix series with her, not mom, not with me. Yeah. You know, and like, and I was breaking my heart, you know, and it's like, well, I, these are the seeds I sowed. So um, learning to like, listen to them, listen, listen to the way that they move and having that balance between being like, let me just be the, you got to walk this tightrope yourself. Let me just be the net if you fall and like trying to switch mm -hmm. myself into that position um, is now like, you know, bringing a full circle with the book is like, that's, that's a new world for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a new way to think about and something I didn't imagine. I mm -hmm. didn't picture parenting like that. Right. I pictured parenting the way I was parented. Yep. You know? Which which and, is a, a theme in your book is a lot of going back into your own story and examining that. And these things yeah. push you into that, right? You All of a sudden yeah. you're going, well, where did I get this? And what exactly. what did happen to me actually? And Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So right while writing this book, what what did you discover about yourself that was surprising to you that you Ooh. didn't expect to uh, kind of that, discover? Yeah, that I a lot of the concepts I was able to kind of unpack and go through was because of therapy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it ended up being so much more about uh, like getting healthy myself. Mm. and right. that so much of this book was really that it was like dang this is really more about me getting healthy you know and um and i, I was very surprised about that because I've, yeah. I've always seen myself as pretty okay you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. uh i knew i had my issues but i was like oh man this is more than i I got some things and I see like now at the other end of it where I was like, oh, that's because I went and got healthy. Right. I went and got help. Mm -hmm. Now I was able to like unclog the gunk to be able to be mm. as creative and imaginative as this book called for, you know? 
it's a strange thing to do a public work, like a public work of art and realize what I just put out there was me sharing my journey of getting healthy. Like I, I did a, I've, Wild. I yeah. wrote, I wrote a book about the death of my father that is, you know, has a small audience and I was terrified to put it out there. Cause when I was done with it, I realized Mm-hmm. This was about me processing my life, right? And so I'm yeah. I'm thinking you've been doing that in your artwork and poetry for a long time, but but here there's is there something about the written word like it's in a book that is hitting you weird as you realize like how much of yourself you're putting out there or, or are you pretty comfortable with it at this point? Yeah, man. I think that like the thing that was I've always written for performance yeah that was always like my mm. my uh uh way of of create of creating it was like how is this going to be live how does this translate live how are what are what are the pregnant pauses how can i like you know um create the moment live yeah writing it is like oh this is someone else's brain hmm so it's so the words have to do the work. So seeing it on paper, and now I'm not hearing it out of my mouth. I'm hearing it in my head, Man. and I know that you're hearing it in your head. Yeah, was like, oh, this is yeah, this is this feels so much more vulnerable. And what's crazy was like reading the uh, audiobook, like actually performing <laughs> the audiobook was the most surreal. Yeah, I was going to ask you like, about that. <laughs> it was so surreal because I was like. Oh, I'm reading me. I'm reading my words, <laughs> you know, and like, how do you um, separate yourself yeah. enough from it and not critique yourself while at the same time <laughs> perform and oh, deliver man. what you're hoping to deliver? It was a, if doc, it was a brain man, bender. I, I have to say that that's an, as somebody who just finished the book, I can say that my experience, so I've been, I've, I've heard your work for years. And so an interesting mm-hmm. thing happened where I read a hybrid of my voice and yours, I feel, because <laughs> I know what your voice That's sounds no. like. It was interesting. Yeah. Like there were moments where I kind of was in a cadence and I was like, I think I've, there were a couple pieces that were older. I was like, I've heard this one before. I know how it works. Yeah. And then others that I didn't. And I realized it just sounded like little old stuffed up white boy me, you know, like reading that. I was like, uh-huh. that sounds weird. <laughs> But that's all I got yeah. right now. And so um, that and then to think of somebody picking up your book who has is not familiar with your voice. And and I, I've had that mm-hmm. same thought of somebody reading my story, layering their story onto it mm. and interpreting it through mm-hmm. their lens and going, oh, this is a weird thing we just put out in the world here that's capable of this. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting yeah. process. It's it's bonkers, bro. <laughs> like. It was like, it was the weirdest, man, I can't even, yeah, it it was just weird, bro. Yeah. Like, I, But I'm glad I did it in some ways, like, that gave me enough, like, margins away from the book to be able to, like, uh, hear it the way somebody else would hear it. And yeah. I'm hearing you say, like, oh, yeah, I kind of heard a hybrid of your voice and my voice. To me, it's like, okay, cool. That means I did, I did, I did it right then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How was the process of, uh, cause we didn't mention this yet, but, um, you didn't just write 
Terraform, but you also released an album to kind of right. go alongside yes. with it. How how was yeah. the creative process of both writing something where you didn't have as much creative control and how it be perceived, and then uh-huh. uh, making something actually more musical that could you could have a little more say over? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a trip. It was like um, I idealized all of it together, you know, and I was trying to make it so that they could stand alone. Yeah. But if you want them together, here's how. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that was like a fun sort of like, oh, okay, like these are two different ways you can come into this, depending on like the way for which you want to engage with this work. Like, so it was it was fun. It was fun to it was fun to think of it in in those terms as like okay these are two different experiences in the same universe hmm. and uh yeah i i i actually really 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 enjoyed the challenge mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's an interesting thing that i mean i've uh, i kind of write and release some music too but there's an interesting challenge that you come up against um mm-hmm. when you're releasing something where it's really easy to to already uh, be hypercritical of yourself, and I mean, for me, a lot of for times sure. I just end up not releasing stuff because I'm like, oh, oh par- yeah. paralyzed by analysis. But uh, yeah, but but there's a, I mean, with that and with what you guys are talking about with the written word, there's uh-huh. there's this interesting challenge that is kind of presented to you, where you you have to release control of how it's perceived. You have, have to. You have to release uh, control of of what. It is almost because once it gets yes. out there, it's it's become something else because of the collective yeah. experience that everybody else has. Yeah. And then there's, and, and then you you're kind of challenged in that to to be vulnerable. Yeah. But that's a really difficult. Yeah. It's thing. not yours. Yeah, yeah. But but that's yeah. And, that, yeah. and I think there's, I think I was yeah, I was prepared <laughs> for that as a musician because that's like yeah yeah that as in writing albums like you know that that's coming. You know what right. I'm saying? That at some point the, the the people are going to decide what this record is, yeah. you know, what this song is like, and it's theirs and it's, and it should be, mm-hmm. that's how it should be. You should feel like it's yours. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Um, so if you're willing to like, let that like uh, be, let that go. Then I think that like, I'm, my identity is not tied to so much what I think this is. Right. It was, it's for you now, you know, yeah. cause if that's the case, like you said, don't put it out. Yeah, well, the, and and I think in there there's like a, a really great parallel challenge that that we can take from that, and even present to especially us like the people that are in our congregation, and it's one we've been working on. But there there is a necessitated vulnerability that happens when we try to come together despite differences. Mm-hmm. When we, when we try to understand somebody, like we've we've just gotta put ourselves out there and understand understand we might be misunderstood, but it's still worth mm-hmm. it. We might be absolutely, you know, which kind of comes back to your whole absolutely. the whole marriage thing with your wife and stuff like that, and it's like a real mm-hmm. living out of that in a very intimate setting, and then this is you're like releasing something out to the the world to the culture. But what yeah, this man. random question here, but uh, if you were to walk into a thrift store and on that shelf you saw Terraform by Propaganda, what would you do mm-hmm. with that copy in the thrift store? <laughs> Would I? Would you take uh, it? Would you? Would well, you? One, buy I'd it? see like. Yeah. No, I would see if they if people wrote any notes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I would see what what were their thoughts. Um, what they underlined. I would sign it yeah. and then put it back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, and for a while I'd be bummed that like, right? Oh man, they didn't hold you on know what I'm saying? It. 
Hopefully yeah. this scenario is but years it's like, down the road. But it's all Absolutely. good. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it it served its purpose. That's why I was like, well, let me check to see if they wrote in it. You know, because yeah, if yeah, I'm like, yeah. if you wrote to, in it, then I'm like, oh, to be okay. Fair, just- I spoke to somebody a few days ago who told me every book she reads, she immediately gives away. She doesn't keep any books on her shelf once she reads them. Yeah. Love it. It doesn't necessarily me. mean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. They didn't like it. Well, I've yeah, definitely exactly. found a band shirt exactly. or two of mine at a thrift store in the day. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I've seen my albums in the bargain bin. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's right. So, really quick on that. Um, so, on this terraforming project, you talked about your wife and how and how she's shaped so many things. You talked about parenting and the the different stories mm-hmm. you have to learn to tell. How important is kind of is community in this? And it's like. How much how much yeah. do you see as like we're telling our story versus we're telling like our story, like bigger story? How and that's complicated. Yeah. But yeah, how do you yeah, how do you encourage it's the that? CS, yes, the C. S. Lewis, uh the C. S. Lewis thing about like what reading does, how it gives you a thousand eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can you're seeing the world through a whole different set of eyes. And I think that same's true about being in community. Yeah. It's seeing the world from multiple lenses and learning how to, um, one, be so okay with yourself that it's like, I'm not going to get lost in that, but I'm also willing to let it ping against me, ping on me and shape me and, and make me into a new person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that, I think that, uh, that's, that's, that's the role, you know what I'm saying? Like there's an angle you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, in the music, I, I, that said, I don't believe all ideas are equal. <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah. some ideas suck and <laughs> should never be spoken out loud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you know, that. I think that needs to be said more, uh, right? Like, yeah. it's just because we're yeah. going to listen to you doesn't mean that sure. is true. <laughs> yes. And we are equal in importance yeah. in the mm-hmm. eyes of the Savior. We mm-hmm. are equal in our, in our person. Mm-hmm. But your idea might suck. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know what to say, and and no one should hear that. That's a bad idea. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, uh, I, I do, I do still, you know, hold to that. But I think community is where that's flushed out. Like, you know, with yeah. when I have a bad idea, like I can share it freely in a community I know of people that love me. Where you're like, you're not attacking me as a person. You're just telling me my idea sucked, and I'm like, great. And I know you yeah. love me. Mm. So, and you'll probably tell me why it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I could be like, oh, okay. You know, but if at the end of the day, something is like, yeah, you, I think, again, having the a thousand eyes is like this idea of going, if we're coming at something with a whole lot of different angles and the conclusion is the same, then like, at my point, I'm like, okay, this is not what you want from me this is not what you're not okay well let me let me stop speaking in in metaphor um it's like when i think about uh laws right in in america around race and ethnicity it's like after a hundred years of trying to figure out how to legislate this thing at some point you just have to be like I think you just don't want us to live. Right. Like, it's just, that's kind of what's happening here. Like, Mm. Alabama just celebrated Jefferson Davis's holiday. Right. Like, you you talk about the homie that lost, the dude that 
denounced his citizenship to the nation that you love so much and tried to destroy it. That man got a holiday and a holy day. You (laughs) yes. And you don't. But I but I can't teach slavery in school. Okay, I I get it. Mm. That's now I know what you mean. You're not worried about protecting intellectual Mm. integrity. You're not worried about it being one sided. You just don't want us to live. Mm. Got it. And I you know think, what I'm saying? So, yeah. But that happens after, like I said, listening to a lot of different voices. Yeah, and I was, I was just going to ask you a question about what is your prophetic word for the church, but I think you answered my question. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> that, yeah. That was, you know. that, yeah. Well, and it seems like the deepest communities that we're really after are ones where you can say something that important and know, like yeah. you said, like, but know, like, I'm saying this because I love you and I'm demanding that you love me. Like that, we have yeah. a commitment level here. If we don't have that, then I guess we don't have community. Right. But like a yes, real community exactly. is where that and can you, happen. You get those stupid, like, which, I mean, they just drive me crazy. Those like um, comments on your social media, all love, bro. Right. I'm saying this in love. It's like, no, you're not. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. If you someone, don't know me. All love, bro. You. It's like, man, you know what? It's like it's so hard when we start talking about you as like church leaders talking about community and community and love. Yeah. It's like that's what pings against us. You know, hey, I'm saying this in love, like, but you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what? And you can't talk here. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. What did you <laughs> like? What's my middle name, homie? Yeah. <laughs> talking about you saying this in love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Well, that reminds me of what you were saying about Effecto, like how you had, you drove you crazy, but like, but you knew that this is like, this is somebody who is in your corner and is there day in and day out and like knows you yes. inside and out. So when he sp- speaks up or even just does something that you do not like, you're like, okay, you can, you can do that because you're in my life. You're, you are here. You're my guy. And yes. I think I think that I think we need thicker community like that to get this mm. stuff done. I had a final question in here, which was basically okay. I, I hear you saying something to the effect of like you've proposed we've been offered some binaries and there we can we yeah. can have way more imagination, we can do this differently. Um, mm-hmm. you put in some practices in the book to encourage us to kind of do that mm-hmm. do that sort of stuff. Um what mm-hmm. are a couple of I mean you're talking to church audiences right now. What are a couple of the mm-hmm two things you just say like if hey if you can't ever get around to my book please try this and this please what, what would yeah. you say um i would say try reading off the naughty list yeah yeah hmm. go you know read outside of your circles. eastern orthodoxies yeah. what'd you say there's a read outside your circle or something. read outside your circle you know look at your look at your wall and be like are these all white dudes mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well, let's let's stay comfortable. Why don't you try a white woman then? Right. You know, maybe that's easier. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, ease into it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, the point I'm trying to make is like, I think the easiest first step is that is like, hey, why don't you try? Just pique your curiosity. Yeah. Just try something else. Yeah. Mm. All right. A lot of times, looking outside forces us to look inside. Ooh, Whoa, wow. preach! That's right. preacher. And speaking of looking inside, what's in the duck? What's in the duck? What's the squall? So, what's the, the mallard? Duck. It helps you hear. Helps it hear. Helps let's you hear, but a, it makes no let's noise. Take a peek under the beak. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's in the duck this week? 
It's a dongle. Oh, oh. damn. We had some guys circling oh. around, man. You were close. Oh, man. We were. We were very close. Well, thanks that. a lot, Prop. It's been awesome. It's been a great conversation. We're so glad to have you on here. People, check this out. Check out the book. Uh, is it, what website can they go to, Prop? All of Prop them. Prophiphop.com. Prophiphop.com. Cool. All yeah. right. Well, we, uh, we, man, we appreciate you sharing your heart and your work with us and with, with the, the community at large. Uh, I hope it oh, gets man. a lot of rotation. We'll be sharing it for sure. So, yeah, man. Thanks Thank for being you with guys. us. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Odd Church Podcast. If you want more content like this, subscribe so you'll be notified when we come out with new episodes. And if you're on YouTube, like the video, drop a comment, let us know your thoughts, or offer recommendations for future episodes. If you'd like to get more connected, you can find out more information about us at missionchurchtucson.com and Instagram at mission underscore Tucson. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.